0: I just want to let you know are you happy? Dick, get away from him. I don't know why there's this noise. There's this like extra noise going on and I'm trying to figure out what the what the heck it is. Ah. The noise is gone. How lovely. Greetings in the name of the most high. God is everything. Nothing else much <laughs> it matters. It's God's thing, man. It's God's thing here. And right now, they 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 put some hoses on me. That I knew this was going to happen with the Substack thing. And uh, when I'm and when I'm attacked naturally, I, I, I you know all my allies friend they, they disappear. You know, <laughs> help! No, no, leave him alone. He's sick. Okay. Yeah, that's the way. I, hey, that's why we become tough. You know, we remember those who stood with us. Those who didn't. And uh, you know we go up and down, and you know it's what counts is when people are there. When you do, when things are going sideways or downwards or something's fucked up, you know, and something's screwed up, uh, you know, then uh, there's people around. They don't have to give you advice, but they just they're there. You know, there's a support. And I felt like I had a lot of that when I was um, in the hospital. I us say, I had a lot of good people, you know, and they're, you know, and I'm I'm around too for them, you know, when we need that. But uh, that's a kind of a litmus test of loyalty and we certainly have to have that going forward. We can't have a bunch of Judas goats. We can't have a bunch of people that disappear when things, you know, go weird, right? And then there you are. You know, it's like, oh, I'm having a little hard time. Oh, there's no one around. Hello. Oh, I'm having a great time. Hey, look, there's all these people around now. (laughs) You can't have that. You gotta you know what, we gotta cut that with a knife. Okay, goodbye. Hello. And goodbye. You know, hello to people that are there, goodbye. If they're not there, then you know, the next time you're in trouble, they're not gonna be there either. So you just remember that. And also pray for your folks on the front lines. You know, this Owen Schwer thing has really got me bugged, you know what I mean? There's just not enough support. And that's a good, there's a great example of what I'm talking about right there. There's Owen Shore in a lot of trouble. He needs like, we should be just on this every day, and, and I am on it every day. But I mean, I I'll want to encourage all of you. No, no guilt, come on, no guilt. But, you know, we should be on that every day. We should see where we can serve the Lord in that situation, because this is just, uh, I don't want to start crying, but it's bad. It's just how monstrous they can be, and you know, we we'll get our money. No, no, no problem. I, 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 got it. It's okay. My tears are rage now. They're not. They're not sorrow anymore. They're like go to war. You know, I mean, I don't don't care how we have to win. Because I tell you, that kind of cruelty is. Uh, I know about that. Is when you're vulnerable, they kick you. And they put you deeper in. They torture you then to try to break you. And I've gone up against all the Satanists. I've gone up against this very same demon, same thing. They get mean when you're down. Oh, they're great friends when you're doing fine. But then when you're down, and a knife goes in. I see it. And I think that this time around of desertion, we're going to see the Lord is going to divide people permanently. That's what's happened with a you know, good friend of mine. It's just, uh, no, there's just no more. There's no more there. It's just over. Yeah. Sorry. But I've been stabbed in the back enough, and I'm done. Since it, gets to that point. And uh, you know it's it's uh, you know and and I don't care. You know what? See, what you shouldn't have done, Satan, is made me tough, and made me intact with my emotions at the same time, so I can suffer and then be tough. Because you, if you can, if you can be tough without suffering, you're half a person. You you're, you're useless. But if you can suffer tears and sorrow and rage and pain and empathy and compassion and and you're just all into it for that and at the same time, intellectual prowess and at the same time, you're fucking tough. You can take that solitary confinement. You take them trying to break you. Unfair stuff, unfair torture. Sometimes they kill people with the torture. You know, but you know... the, the, the you just you have to resolve to have that toughness and God will give you that toughness to be able to take it when nobody else can take it but you can take it because you're in the Lord. And that is what, you know, I think we're all going to face sooner or later from family, friends will become your greatest detractors. Will be your family and friends. That that will be your the flank that you got to watch and watch your back because that's where it's coming from. Family and friends will get you first. Because, see, they won't quite be on the same page you're on. And they're going to, you know, tattle on you. And they're going to say things behind your back. And they're going to report on you that, you know, you're not quite, you know, you know they're afraid of you, then they're going to say, make up bad things about you like you're no good. And, and, and because they're afraid to go where you've gone. And they want a little more acceptance from society. So they distance themselves from you. And in so doing, they piss off God. And they distance themselves from the Lord because the truth is, The closer you to the truth, the more scary it gets. And the further away from the truth, the more easy it gets. And if you're just going to give everybody a pass and be a mensch and slide through, well, you've got billions of people doing that very same thing. They're about to get their asses kicked right now. So that didn't work out too well, did it? And, uh, those who stand with the truth and stand the hard, you know, have to sometimes stand alone. Uh, you guys will be rewarded greatly. You just have to understand it's not about this world. It's about existence. It's about God. It's about you. It's about eternity. It's about your position in all of this and that your, your permanent position. And if your permanent position is eternity and the permanent position is in Christ, then you already are part of a, uh, A royal brotherhood, sisterhood, whatever. You're already connected, you know, eternally and forever and always. And so there is no loneliness. There is no alone. These fucking idiot people on this planet running around, you know, friends with you and then playing politics and playing footsie on Facebook and all this shit. Listen, they're not your friends. All Facebook is for is to program you, it's just to give you ads of, you know, celebrities and, and stuff you don't need and, 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 and products you don't need, you know, so that you, you know, to keep you occupied and, and then gradually to kind of bend you in shape because everybody there is being politically correct. Don't tell me they aren't. They don't do anything. I write something a little weird on there and everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's something wrong there, you know. I'm going to write whatever I feel like. Facebook is not going to intimidate me. And I'll let it sit there. And let the people that I, you know, if there are people I'm working with, suddenly, like they act like they don't know me, well, there, there's proof for you. There you go. There you go. They don't know me all of a sudden. Because it got a little too real for them. You know, they hide behind their arts. And they're like movie making and all that. They hide behind, them. oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, man. Yeah, great. You know, let's put up Bruce Willis. Uh, guy can't even talk. Which is symbolic. That means to me, prophetically, that the old days are over in Hollywood. That's it. That's why Hollywood, pull the plug. It's over. Nobody wants those narratives of, you know, those typical, you know, plot point narratives of, you know, the, the die hard and all that. Nobody wants that. You know, Bruce Willis is mute. mute. He's a mute. You know, he's silenced. And I find that very interesting, what happens to people in a prophetic, I'm sorry it happened to him mean, on a human level, but I'm saying that it's a big statement that's being made here with Bruce Willis. And uh, it means to me that it's the end of the old paradigm. Nobody cares about like the Expendables and Arnold Schwarzenegger and all this shit or Stallone or any of that or that old, you know, the hero stories. I mean, unless you're just such adult, you just have to be entertained. Well, the whole point of those movies is to mind control you and take your personhood away from you so you are a predictable robot. And that's what all the movies have been about from the beginning. To make you like certain things and not like certain. They'll like the hero, don't like the villain. The guy wins. He, he's a he's a guy like you, a sinner. But then he redeems himself in saving some innocent person. Okay, great. And you watch this over and over and over again. And conform, conform, conform. Because that's what's happening. They are training you. Enter- training. Entertainment is death. Entertainment is the end of I just become friends with people that are in their 60s. And they're talking about these movies, you know, like, boy, John Carpenter really put a, a thing, he really set the paradigm and nothing like that. in Stanley Kubrick, yeah, we all talk about Stanley Kubrick and John Carpenter and all these people. And so what? The, the whole point of these guys, both Carpenter and uh, Kubrick, is that they were bombed when they, they, the movies first came out and they became legends eventually. Because people are too stupid to figure that out they couldn't figure out they lived when it came out very few so it, you know kind of got you know mixed reviews and then eventually it you know caught on as a cult film but you know the point is it's it's okay the stupid public it's okay it's a cliche the public is stupid and if you do anything different they want to slam you but let me tell you something you do something different today you'll be a hero because people are tired of these retread stories they're tired of any, you know, stuff that's not real. They're tired of having their emotions manipulated when they're doing this for political correctness to get you to cry at the right moment and feel these things at the right moment and in so doing, they're entraining your mind to have those reactions in real life and not call anybody on their bullshit, not call anybody on anything. Just you know going along to get along. And they're trying to push it now like with all these retread, with all these you know, reboots of old TV shows and Netflix series and binge-watching. They're trying to just simply control you. That's all Facebook is there. It's like, think of that as one big Netflix binge-watch with every trigger in the world being there to, to shape you into the person you are today. Inner sorrow, you're dying inside, you can't stand it, you don't know what to do, and you're going through the motions of life and you don't know how much longer you can last. And that's what they've done to you and that's their fault. And you listen to it and that's why you're in the state you're in right now. 100% them. Not you. Your spirit wants to cry out. Get out. You know, dance around in the nice sun. Scream at the things that are wrong. And you're being just slowly hammered into a you know a, a, a solitary confinement. Well, enough of that. So, you know, I um, yeah, you know, I told you, in writing this novel, it'd be the, the, the you know, live is a really dangerous thing to do, you know, uh, from a psychological standpoint. And um, so, I've had some betrayal already. You know, just just things, you know, people out there that uh you know, they're 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 trying to derail me, they're trying to stop me. Apparently, the kind of fiction I write is very, they just, they just. I, I could produce a lot more. I need to produce a lot more because I've been stopped a lot. There's a lot of material that's not out there. A lot of things, a lot of observations that no one else has made, that I make, that would help other people see those observations too. That was the whole point of literature, wasn't it? The whole point of movie, the whole point you make observations and you go, oh yeah, I felt that. I can relate to that. Oh, that's a new thing. Oh, yeah, that helps me. Yeah, well, so that's the whole point. Well, you, you're getting robbed of all that because anyone that does that's getting, you know, mind control, just getting slammed by demons all day long until they're so confused they don't know which end is up. Non rewarded for truth. Non-rewarded for excellence. Non-rewarded for, for integrity. Non-rewarded for, for uh, you, you know, outside the box thinking that's accurate. Non, 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 non-person. Fake, yes, loved. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, fake people. This is not the time. You should have never been born. Too bad you weren't aborted. You are in the way. Get out. Just duct tape yourselves to the wall and don't make any more moves. Just shut up. Now that may seem a little harsh, but I'm having to fight for my life here. Once again, thanks a lot. You know, I'm obviously reacting to something, something that's happened. I'm not going into detail about it, but you know, it's just like picture a hundred demons being thrown on you at once. Okay? It's tearing you up left and right. And you know, I'm not going to the deliverance ministers for deliverance because they can't deliver a ham sandwich. You know that. It's all fake. I'm sick of it. Oh man, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of fake, I'm sick of fake, I'm sick of fake, I'm sick of fake. I need real. Anyway, I don't see anybody in the arts doing anything. They're all sellout idiots. And, you know, it doesn't matter about those past uh, pioneers like Kubrick and those guys. You know, they, they, there's nobody like them anymore anyway. I mean, there's me, but, you know, nobody pays attention to me. So, you know, I'm, I'm non-personed. Now, they played the game, right? They had to play some social game to get into where they got, but I don't play games. So here we are, you know, at a fucking Mexican standoff. So it's going to get ugly in that book I'm writing. It's going to get real ugly now. It's going to get real bloody. I think it's going to end up being apocalyptic myself. I can't tell you for sure, but that's how I'm feeling feeling like it's moving toward a real apocalypse, a real watershed, a real, a real divide between people, a real forever divide that will never, ever, 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 ever even come close to each other again. It will be permanent. Two different civilizations going two different ways, never to meet again. And you know what? Weakness and cowardice is never rewarded, so you people are going to suffer because you're going to bring this whole torturous thing upon yourself. You're going to be thrown into concentration camps. You're going to be, you know, interrogated. Your family's going to be killed in front of you. You're going to be raped. You're going to be just dismembered and tortured and, and, and screaming and yelling. And still, and still, you're going to keep trying to go back to the I saw one guy. I saw one guy. And he was, like, being interviewed by Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit um, leader, um, owner. And the FBI had, you know, at an older age, he was 69 years old. So that gets my attention. And he was, uh, you know, unfairly treated by the FBI, I think thrown in prison for being near J6 or some some kind of thing like that. And they uh, ruined his health and ruined his life and ruined his entire being had been crushed. They stole the coins. They stole money. They stole property. The FBI did. not and he has nowhere to go because he has no lawyer or anything. He's got no money. He's got nothing. He's an old man, just just picked on just just because he's you know because he's old can't defend himself. You know they just jumped on him like a bunch of jackals, which is what they are. And then he was started breaking down, crying in the interview, wondering if, if if Jim you know if Jim could get him a lawyer even just if he could just have a chance to 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 be restored anything. Grateful for the opportunity for the interview, but he just needed a lawyer he needed money, he needed something he's completely destroyed a human being at sixty nine years old you not 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 like you're going to start over then right and um the tears were like just like a child with a you know with a with a learning that their parents are like abusers or or the parents don't give a shit about them. You know what I mean? It's just like waking up to that fact that, you know, it's, you know, it's a cruel world at five years old. You know, you had those kind of emotions going that you could see and they're very childlike. And he just wanted to protect this guy. You know, and there's so many like him. As they just crush people and they don't care. And this non-caring, this is a demon I've been up against this one. I think it's safe to say that the FBI is a um, a demonized club. That is, when you join the club, you have to be initiated and accept the demon within you, okay? Because that demon, that's because they don't act in a human manner. They're not human. Right? Human has compassion. Human has, um, you know what I mean, like, you, you know, it, it would not take some innocent person and, you know, lie in front of the grand jury, throw people in solitary confinement that don't deserve it. You know, just you know, you you know, blow a lady's heads off for the hell of it. You know, they wouldn't do that, but demons wouldn't. You know, right? right? Demonic, other species would. They, just like when you play with animals, people, kids play with animals, kill them all the time. They don't relate to the animal in a in a in a uh, you know empathic way that they're hurting the animal. You know what I mean? It's the same. It's like another species toying with the human one. They don't care, your head comes off. Oh, well, okay. so I yeah, guess I screwed that up. <laughs> and it seems like this virus, this demonic virus has, gotten, has, has infected everybody in Washington. As, you know, Larry Fink has infected the entire corporate corporatocracy of the entire world with it. Well, he's amassed a fortune, and he's a fucking stupid retard. He's just a adult. And Gates is the same way. Intellectually, you know, the intellectual ability of a child at best, yet they're in a position. But see, they don't have to do the thinking. There's a thing in them that's doing the thinking for them. I guarantee it. They wouldn't, you know, burn down Maui and kill all those kids if, if they were, and that's them, that's the billionaire class, right? They wouldn't do that. People wouldn't participate in that if they were human. I can guarantee you one thing. The ass whooping that's going to happen to those guys, oh boy, you wouldn't want to even be near that. There's the, the torture and punishment of you know uh, just a guy like Bill Gates will be endless. They, they, you know, it's, it's almost like they'll keep him alive just to keep torturing him. You know, and um, that's you know, and he, he's running into that now. You see, he's becoming more and more childlike. You see, the whole point is to become a child so he can rule over you as a child so satan goes see you see look at that he's got the mind of a child now and look they all bow down to him look at those stupid lemmings let him jump off the cliff and drown and we're losing our compassion for we don't care if billions get killed now and, that, and that's another new thing here's another new connection for you people don't care 100 million get killed there uh, are 100 million's already been killed nobody cares Billion get killed, nobody cares. Billions, nobody cares. No empathy left. There's no compassion. There's no empathy. Nobody cares. People get they just sit there and cry a river. You know, three people crying for the all of humanity and just crying a river and just saying that's all they do is cry. It's not going to happen. People are not meant to be doing that. There's a time for mourning. There's a time for war. There's a time for peace. There's a time for all these things. And there's never a time for constant mourning. Constant sorrow. At some point, there must be a reaction. I guarantee, I'm just going to prophesy here. In the name of Jesus, please forgive me for my gruff, tough. You know, I wasn't this tough before, but I had to be made tough because I faced death. I faced a lot of violence. I faced a lot of things. So it's, it's, it's either be a baby and scream or be tough. Which one would you want me to be? If it's tough, sometimes you're going to get an F-bomb. If it's a baby, then I'll be a mensch. But there's so many male babies out there now. Do you women really like taking care of all these, bab- these men that became babies? You like that? Became helpless? Because they were afraid of being criticized. They didn't want to be seen as, you know, too male, too toxic. And so those qualities that you loved about them are gone now. Now you're like, you know, the mother to your children and to your husband. You like that? Or a boyfriend or whatever, or a girlfriend or whoever, you know, whatever companion you want to fill in the blank. And that is a result of this programming of Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and all of them. And, you know, except for, I'll make the exception that Twitter is kind of like what you put into it. It's a little safer there, but it's not safe. And when I say safe from what? I mean from taking over your mind and changing you into something you don't want to be. So you live in sorrow inside. You'd love to be able to do something about it, but you get silenced and silenced and more silenced and more troubled and more troubled and more mentally troubled and more you can't handle it, but you're just holding on. And then you're getting to be friends with all these people who want to be friends with you because they're weak and they're going to stab you in the back anyway. You already know that. So now it's misery upon misery. Understand? Understand. I'm sure you do. You don't want to, but I'm sure you do. There is no future in Facebook except mental damage. So I'm kinda hanging out on Substack more and i you know, I realize the world needs my writing really needs it really bad. So I'm going to try to, it's hard to do, you know what I mean? It's a a labor. So I'm going to muster up the best I can, despite the fact of being completely misunderstood every day, all day long, forever. And, uh, you know, sit there talking to uh, whatever, just, just, I don't, I don't, when I write, I don't self-consciously write. I go out there somewhere and the words flow. And then I look at it, and then I wonder what the hell I'm talking about, and then I understand. You see what I mean? And I grapple with it, and I edit it. I wrote. It's a, it's a, it's not you know like sitting down and writing a memoir, or sitting down and writing a note to someone. It's a, you know, it's an endeavor that you fling yourself into this adventure of you know danger, unless you're just a, a sellout retard that you just okay. Uh, they want a detective now. Here you go, detective. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, put it out there and people just gobble it up looking for an escape you want an escape now you want 90, what do 90 minutes a book is typically about what 10 hours 12 hours you want a book is that the escape you know a binge watch is you know 10 hours 12 hours you want to you want a binge watch you need an escape you want to be entertained the entertainment we should be doing is on a proscenium arch writing plays. And entertaining people with with with, with you know uh, you know with with like the Greek tragedies, you know, like stay you know and get the crowd involved. That's why I was trying to write live on Substack, get people involved, you know, in some way that they're part of. You know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm almost just um, wish God would blow up the whole world right now. You know, I mean, I just feel it's useless. It's 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 useless to, to even keep trying because, you know, I don't, people are, they're, you know, it's, they're not stiff-necked. The Bible says people are stiff-necked, and, and they don't want to admit they were wrong. I mean, that's the one thing I run into a lot. They don't want, I'm skirting my emotions because, I mean, otherwise I would just, I would, just, I would go into a tear. But they, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. So they would rather kill everything and everyone rather than admit that maybe they made a mistake to humble themselves for a second. There's something wrong with that. You know, we made a mistake in rejecting Jesus. We made a mistake in rejecting God. We made a mistake in rejecting wisdom. We made a mistake in rejecting common sense. Let's not keep doing it. But we will. And then, so I hand this over to the Lord, and I just say, "Lord, I may not understand. This is definitely above my pay grade. No matter how much you destruction, no matter how much is lost, no matter how many people are losing everything, and they're going to keep losing. And it's their fault. We all admit that. It's their fault. They see themselves as victims, but it's really their fault. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll stipulate that, Your Honor. Stipulate that, Your Honor." and they won't admit it's their fault. It's always someone else. They're always a victim. And don't you love it when Christians do that? It's always like uh somebody else's fault when you're, you you know, I'm getting attacked because I'm a Christian. And then they they still find a way to be a victim. Right? You're still a vi- you're not supposed to be a victim in Christ. But they still find a way, "Oh yeah, I was attacked cuz I was a, a white male Christian and they jumped on me and ruined my life and I I'm, I'm you know, but they stole everything and I'm just, you know, wrecked and martyred and, you know, I'm a, you know, it's, they did it, they, not me. It's, well, let's not base your life on materialism, shall we? Not? Let's not base it on materialism, shall we not? I had hardly any sleep. I was really pretty disturbed with uh, a couple of events last night and, um, you know, it had me up around 10 and then I was up around, you know, one thirty, two 2 o'clock and then I was lying there and then I was fiddling around with the computer. And I was, you know, I'm on, what I do on Facebook is I take, what I spend most of my time doing is deleting ads and deleting posts. I hit, I go to Facebook to hit delete to try to make it a place where I can announce stuff that we're doing, you know, like Crazed House. Crazed House, remember that, you know, my my company that's getting Better and better, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, things are going better. Everybody was, you know. Now they're now. Now those people that were like naysayers, now they're angry with me. <laughs> and I'm not even. I don't have any goal. I'm going to die. What do you mean? What legacy? What? I'm not here. Oh well, that, you know that's not going to stop them. They're still going to be pissed off. But we're, you know, I'm enjoying you know I don't ever really want to retire from anything I'm very you know too busy to do anything I need to spare down my time and really focus on writing and stuff but then I also have you know duties with the company and trying to you know get the next film going and all these other things that we're doing and I think you're going to love the next two films you're going to you're going to love this whole quantum quartet thing and uh, if you want to get involved you just drop a note at crazedhouse.com crazedhouse.com is being built up To have everything, even Christmas gifts. In fact, I just saw a poster that has Heinrich from Girl Next in a Santa (laughs) cap, and uh, so I'm pretty, you know that 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 makes me laugh. And I love Girl Next because why? Because it's the exact thing we're talking about. It's totally subversive. It's in their face. It's like a, you know, it's it's like you know, it's a it's a you know, and yes, the Empire Strikes Back. But I mean, at least it's a an attempt. Of breaking the f- stupid Mickey Mouse paradigm. I was just thinking about my, you know, the, the the the. I'd like to go back and read the history of L.A. and how, um, you know, Disney got into, uh, you know, Anaheim with Disneyland and how the, how Disney came to L.A. in the late '40s, early '50s. I guess it was the late '40s, right? After World War II, it's a you know, and and just. Um, I know that my grandfather had, you know, really loved Disney because he he loved artists. He loved people that could draw things, you know. And so he, you know, was a big part of bringing them in. And um, now if they're all in the same club, then what club would that be? (laughs) Yeah, the bad guy club. So you know the, the the problems that you see today i can trace back to the ethos and society of america pre and post world war 2 has led to the disaster that you have today and, and the the and the complete destruction of the male of 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 male um attributes and of of um integrity common sense courage um uh, leadership you know those things we revere have all been decimated by uh, by the um, what I might call underneath culture, the, the 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 real truth that's been bubbling underneath of all the perversions and sickness and murders and crap that goes on that gets covered up, and eventually that corruption grows and it just swallows the any uh, integrity. And then now it's overt and going after you know people directly and cutting their gonads off literally. You know, emasculating all males. You know, the females are sitting there. They don't know what to do. Everybody is just going around in circles. They're just like cattle at this point. You know, and these guys are just, you know, bird-dogging everybody and putting them into little categories and uh, turning everyone against each other. And it's turning into one big bloodbath, really, a big shit show. And I don't see anybody, including Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, and these so-called influencers doing anything about it. They're riding high. They're making billions off of it. Rogan's a billionaire from all this shit. And yet people keep flocking to, oh yeah, let's get Rogan to run the Republican Party. You know, I, I no, I really, I just, mm, I, I, you know what, I need to go away. I need to go to another planet because see, I see everything. I've already done it. I've solved it. Boom, 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 done. Ask me anything you want to know. I'm 100% accurate. I don't need to be here anymore. Goodbye. Because no one wants it. I'm the seer. I see it. And that's truth. That's a a cosmic moniker of mine. I wouldn't be the seer if I didn't see it. Right? You know, like, uh, you know, Bruce Willis is John McClane. Like so-and-so is Thor, you know, right? Chris, what's his name, is Thor. He's Thor. I'm the seer. So I don't steer you wrong. I'm usually out ahead. Not not all the time, but I'm usually ahead and when I do steer you wrong it's cuz I'm in my own shit too much and I'm just in my own little process and you know, probably lying to myself too, you know, being human. But when I'm out of that thing, you know, I'm I'm, you know, 100% and i'm i'm old enough now to realize you know i can say that without it being like a boast because it's not like you know i'm trying to establish anything it just is what it is right there's no future so you know i i guess the problem in this culture is that old people have been cast aside and um wisdom has been cast aside so now we have a bunch of spoiled brat fools running around protesting for one side or the other of a war that's being fought by, that's being, you know, laughed at. People, you know, being killed, being laughed at, turned into hamburger meat, being laughed at by the billionaires who are doing the same thing they did to Maui to Israel. And anywhere else they need to go. They get off on war, man. And like I say, my own family, my, you know, big, 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 big sin of my, of my line was the warmongering the, the nuclear development the the being on the you know board of boeing you know who else was on the board of boeing besides my grandfather Nikki haley she was what uh, according to vera who's a guy that i i actually really like you know i've got no problem with people that make billions of dollars no problem with 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 i've been you know i've got no problem with rich people whatsoever i don't that doesn't mean they're corrupt it's it just, it's the kind of person, you know, the kind of person that lies versus the kind that tells the truth. If you tell the truth, then you're already, I'm already a friend of yours, right? If you don't tell the truth, we're not friends. And how many people in L.A. were just completely fake? How many times you go to the bar and everybody's producing a movie and they got, everyone has Bruce Willis attached, you know what I mean? And they're all just zooming up, telling telling all these prostitutes their story, And then, you know, uh, (laughs) never mind. I mean, it's, it's, you know, when Brad Pitt did Babylon, what a stupid movie that was. And kind of touched a little on the pedophilia, but not too much. (laughs) Look look at him trying to tiptoe in and try to kind of confess. (laughs) Look at the public. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at the public laughing. at What do you think they think about Babylon, the movie? Hmm? I think they think Babylon, the movie, has got a lot of integrity to it. It was going back in history of a real wild time in the 20s and 30s when things were really Babylon. Well, really, just uh, Hollywood Babylon, Black Dahlia. What do you want? It's always been like that. Before it was even there, it was like that. They, they realized that the masses wanted to be entertained. They're happy as long as you give them bread and circus, right? That's, that's the old Roman thing. Give them bread and give them circus, right? Aristotle, whoever it was. <laughs> Mephistopheles. Give them bread and give them circus. And then they'll be happy to eat the bugs, it gives them the bugs and a universal income and a place to stay. They play games all day. They'd be happy. They don't have to work anymore. Yeah. And then they get some nice cheese on the moon, if you believe that one. And, um, you know, it, you know, kill all dissidents. <laughs> well, the prevailing thing that we're pushing is it's the uh, uh, pedo-satanic uh, supremacy, uh, you know, uh, culture... Anyone, anything that does not agree to worship the beast, which means do the opposite. It's that if it's if you get children by having sex with a vagina, you need to have the the asshole. Okay, because that makes sense. And the only reason we want that kind of thing is because of you know the whole demonic struggle and the struggle to to the temptation to the side of taboo, which usually leads to what? What does Having sex with an asshole do, besides get everybody excited that they're breaking the rules or or whatever what what does it really do though, in the end? It, it doesn't produce anything. It produces um you know uh slavery, one's the top, one's the bottom, the one on the bottom's a slave, the one on the top's a slave too. Because you're under the rubric of another culture, of a thing, of a sacrament. There's nothing to do with sex and nothing to do with your idea of pleasure. We don't care, okay? Nobody cares. If you're gay, you're straight, you're this, you're that, nobody cares. Nobody ever cared. Nothing. It's this thing that's going on with each human that, uh, you know, God allows us to be corruptible. And, you know, we were corrupted by the other side. What does the other side mean? It means doing the opposite. So when you're supposed to tell the truth, you lie. When you're supposed to you know, have this kind of sex, you have that kind of sex. When you're supposed to do this, you do that. Always the opposite. That's what when you talk forward. You're really talking double speak or double tongue. You're talking backwards. So everything in Satan is in the mirror. And in the mirror, everything's backwards. And as long as you're going backwards on everything, then you're in the club. And then you're recognized and you're uh, exalted and, 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 and glorified. But the problem is is that you're in a fool's errand because you're going to die doing that. You will not survive, and you will be, though, as if you never—listen to me, everything that you think is in a memory now will not even be, because it will, it will uh, cease to be—God has a way of doing things called, it never happened. You never were born. You never did live. This is the, the, it, There's no memory of what you just experienced. There's no memory of your memories or your dream. Nothing. Every single thing is as if it never was. That's what happens the moment, the second a person crosses that mirror. The minute they get initiated and accepted, they are gone. They're just there to be programmed. They're just the stupid masses at that point. Now they've got them, we've got the cattle through the door. Now we program them to do what we want. If they step out of line, so sayonara, Ara. Goodbye. Nothing they think matters. Nothing they say matters. All they're worrying at night. Am I going to get the promotion or not? All of that's already scripted. Their lives ended the minute they crossed that mirror. And the minute they leave it and they become saved in Christ, covered by the blood, that's the minute they live again. It's called being born again because you're already dead. You need to be born again because you're not. You're, you're dead now. The world is dead. This is a dead world. And the only hope is that people live and there are very few of those of that kind of thing going on, but nobody cares. Really, seriously, nobody. All this Christian shit you people have been pushing. You people have been pushing all this Christian shit of judgmentalism and this and that, looking down on gay people, looking up on these people, looking up, making these judgment calls, making everyone wear uh, you know Dockers and a, a certain kind of shirt and a goatee. What's the matter with you people? The chosen and your little culture and you know the left behind series. What's the matter with you? You're doing the opposite of what God wants you to do. The opposite, and none of you will ever admit. Are you thinking of this actor Kevin Sorbo to ever admit he did anything wrong? No, he's the the big saint that's out there for Jesus. Yeah. And then I see him in the Left Behind series, and I'm about to choke. I I, I can't even believe, you know, he's a big-time director, you know, and a big-time filmmaker. And and I, what is that? Left Behind is completely, 100% Antichrist. Anyway. Why is it Antichrist? You need to ask me why? Someone just asked that. Well... Because it, I'll tell you the exact reason, the exact pinpoint reason, even if you won't accept it. It's because it's, a, it's based in materialism. The need to be taken away is Antichrist. Period. If you have a problem with that, I don't care. You know, I've spent a lifetime working that one out. And I crystallize everything down to its essence. And that's the essence. The need to be raptured is antichrist, is cowardice, is anti Jesus, it's anti martyr, it's anti everything, it's anti everything the Bible stands for, it's anti everything God stands for. I'll tell you another one that's antichrist is becoming the mediator between heaven and earth as in the form of pastor, that's Antichrist. So they're all worshiping the Antichrist. The Antichrist is here in all these forms. Yeah, he's the pastor. He's the priest. Not everyone. Some are good. But the preponderance of them have to go through initiation into the world system and become part of the world system and hold hands with the world and be completely connected and not separated. Then they get a church. That's Antichrist. And when everything gets suffused with Antichrist so much that there is no escape, that it's drowning in Antichrist, then the plug is pulled. It resets, and then we go off to something else. Something else happens. End of this, though. And it's the fault... Really, seriously, I just hate to keep saying this, but it's the fault of the people. The people are not victims here, and they always they always portray themselves as victims, and it's disgusting, especially in the third world. They're not victims. What they are, if they're anything that could be attributed to some kind of outside circumstance, they would be, you could call them ignorant. The most ignorant being the uh, scholars, professors, Um, professionals would be the most ignorant, and the pastors and the lawyers and the doctors and the whatever would be the most ignorant of all, are the most ignorant of all in general, you know, in a society-wide, you know, institution-wide. And so we live with this. And then slowly we accept the mirror And we accept the backwards and we start living with it and we kind of, you know, try to integrate the two sides as we uh, play this little game with ourselves and with society. And that's, you know, um, this same equivalent of trying to, you know, fuse the positive and the negative side of a battery together with a piece of metal and eventually the battery blows up and fire. And that's what happens. You explain this to people, and they don't care. So why should anyone care? So they say 200 million people are dead. Wah, wah. Remember that, Frankie? Wah, wah. <laughs> why should anyone care? I'm going to die. No one cared about it. When I was facing death, there was nobody really, you know, I mean, Trish was there, and, you know, Larry, a couple of people that I knew, but I... I had been busy and in my own little world. And I realized in that hospital that I had nothing but hostile people around me wanting me dead. I realized I was all alone and I see why so many people die, especially males die in the hospital. My God, they hate your guts. And that's what I'm writing about. I'm writing about that extreme hatred and, and and people are just there to be used as cannon fodder. There's no, there's no good. The hospital people, they're all demons, right? They're run by demons, and everyone there is demonized, is, you know, possessed. Everyone. Every last one. Because the ones that aren't, bow down to the ones that are. So that means they're bad too. But the whole purpose of the hospital is death. And drugs, you know, money. And the, the, there is no purpose for Patients. Well, they know procedures to get you through something like antibiotics to get through an infection and things like that, you know, uh, operate on your heart and give you, you know, they, they can do those kind of things. But you talk to anybody that's been through those procedures and there's, you know, they don't talk about the, uh, the side effects, the after effects, that they weren't consulted properly on the, on, the, on the damage that's happened to the rest of their body from fucking around with another part of the body. Bodies don't do well when you try to compartmentalize them. They're all connected. So it's a it's a evil situation. And it's a but it's a it's highly concentrated. And when you saw them dancing in the hallways while they were intubating people to death and murdering them and getting and taking that money, that fifty three thousand dollars per cadaver. Oh yeah. Worldwide, by the way. Lots of it's shipped to China. Taken out in buses and planes. Organs, big biggest industry there is, because organs are even even bring more than human trafficking. Human trafficking is a lot of high maintenance. Organs, bigger money. One 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 ship, one sh- one drop shop. The way to go, man. Trillions in that. And they need another kidney. They need another liver. They want to live. Another heart. Oh yeah, yeah. Medical. Uh, there's a lot of very wealthy people here because all the people that play the game are promised wealth. So most of them get it. And they're able to do um, you know, medical tourism. They're able to fly to Beijing and get a little, you know, or Mexico or some of these and get a get to get another organ going. You know, it's 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 easy to do. It's they were taken from living people uh in hospitals in America and uh, you know, oh I guess they died, dissected. Strip out the organs, ship them off before you know. Keep them on ice. Huge business, huge business. Meanwhile, I keep the people duped and on drugs. And, and so you know, I know people that they just don't want to go. To, after listening to me, they don't want to go to the hospital. But but I'm, you know, being an old white man, you know, a boomer to to boot. Oh boy, they got their designs on me. Especially if they're uh, most of the people in these hospitals are. You know, I mean, you can see that I guess most of them are, um, at least around here, they're like all Filipino. I don't know, there's a big Philippine thing, and then there's a Malaysian thing, and there's so the Asians, and then there's the Africans. Very few white people, you know. But they don't like white people now because the culture doesn't, you know, so the white man is the cause of all the problems. So you go in there as a 69 year old boomer that's white. They don't know who you they don't know anything. they just know that they, there's a guy that needs to be dead. They don't care about your who you are, your character, what you've done, whether you've even worked for human rights, whether you're prejudiced or not prejudiced. They don't really care they just it's just white skin of death white skin. I'm, Where's my latte yeah that's that's it for them. That's as deep as it goes. And a lot of people are lining up for those jobs because, you know, those are the only people paying right now. They're, in fact, the medical establishment and the psychiatric establishment especially is expanding now because, you know, these globalists know that they have to put a lot of people in mental hospitals. They need the psychiatrists to start, you know, right just like the Soviet Union. They need the psychiatrists to weigh in on stuff. And the psychiatrists actually run everything. Their job is not to psychoanalyze anyone or to, to, to be Freud, you know what I mean? That's not there, or young or something like that. And psychoanalysis, they don't do that. Now, the psychiatrist is there to run things like Julian West in LA when he was running, you know, Sirhan Sirhan, and he was running uh, Jonathan Hinckley, and he was running Timothy McVeigh, and he was running, you know, mind control and implants and people in, uh, in the jails in uh, Lancaster, and he was running underground bases, he was running the CIA, he was running the LSD. Yeah, oh yeah. The three-piece suit gave Laurel Canyon the LSD and Charles Manson. It's the system. It's the man. Manson worked for the man. Jim Morrison worked for the man. He was more establishment than his, uh, his admiral father. So did Crosby. So did all of them. They were all famous people. They all worked for the man. To dupe the stupid little people who buy the records. Neil Young worked for the man. They all had privilege before they even got there. They already had their places up in Mandeville Canyon and Brentwood and, you know, wherever they're going, to, Malibu and whatever. They already had all that. So the Morrison, dropped out of uh, UCLA. He was in film school, well, he was, you know, coddled in film school, rich already, pretending to be poor super wealthy family, all traditional, you know, pride. Uh, He was the breakaway rebel. He's no rebel. He was the conformist. He was there to make sure that daddy's wishes came true, that he did what daddy wanted him to do, and he couldn't stand his own guilt, so he killed himself or drank himself to death, whatever, same thing. He killed himself because he was such a sellout and everybody believed that he was like the real deal, and he wasn't and that you know i don 't know when or ever if people are ever going to get their minds around this. You know the Beatles were there for the purpose of the Tavistock Institute and the the um, basically the rationalists who were the people of the Enlightenment who eventually produced the people that wrote you know that became the h g Wells kind type guy, the Fabian socialist. The whole point of which was to convert the world to that. And the best way to do it was to, you know, obviously all Fabian socialists are Satanists. So basically, you know, convert spiritually and then they'll fall in line politically. And that's exactly what happened. You know, even John Lennon at the end, you know, got, got in with Phil Spector, another demonized guy. And they started writing things like Imagine, which became the, you know, the communist, uh, you, know, you know, ritual song. You know, which is basically, you know, the, the tenets of Satanism, which is, you know, no God, no this, no that, no that, you know, just a brotherhood of man, just like do what thou wilt. It's just like an Aleister Crowley wet dream. That's all it is. And, you know, so he went out, uh, you know, uh, a failure, but those demons sure give you nice sounding, mule holes yeah, yeah, all those nice voices and all that talent that got funneled into mind control. Wasted, in other words. So to my own culture, to my own generation, I would say, you've been duped, man. You've been duped by it all. It was all bad. It was all to get you to comply. It all was leading to COVID. It was all leading to this moment beyond COVID. This moment, just before your death, which is coming, this moment right now, the epiphany of it all making sense suddenly, and you've been wrong the whole time. And you just can't stand to admit that and then try to start over again. but you're not starting over again. Henry Kissinger just hit the wall. You should you should too. Why should Henry Kissinger, I mean here's a guy who had every reason to be a prideful asshole all, all the way up to the last day, and he admitted he was wrong. He, he, he said the immigration thing, but he was talking about every. He wasn't talking about that. You know, all these people talking doublespeak, you know, they're, they're never going to give that up because they're being so, so brainwashed and controlled and, and, you know, sodomized and everything else, you know, to, to put them in place. See, sodomy has always been used to get, get people to behave, force them to comply through sodomy. Um... You know, it's it's always been this sort of slave master thing. Go to any gay brothel, go to any talk to any gay person, you'll, they'll tell you the same thing. But no one wants to say that. They want <laughs> your white privilege is showing up. Yeah, I'm am a bigot. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a bigot because you know I hate everything and everyone. So basically, I must be a I must be Satan. But that's not true. You see, that's what the, my critics will say. Because they can't think past two and two is four. So then they just say, oh, it's all, that's all bad. They just reject it all. That way it's easy. That way they don't have to actually work at it. So, you know, when people talk about having a renaissance, I'm like, let's go back to the renaissance for a minute. Was that a great period in, in, in the history the Medici family—all these families, billionaire, trillionaire families, running everything—just because the art went beautiful, the architecture, and we had a a big Renaissance of of, of culture and and business. Did that benefit any of the poor? Anybody? No. It, it stemmed out of Italy, out of out of uh, you know Venice. And, and like I say, the Medici family being the big pushers of it, and then you know caught on in France and all over the Mediterranean, and you know it was the, the flowering of the nation. You know, it was an Obama wet dream. Right. The Arab Spring was supposed to be some kind of Renaissance. <laughs> so when we say Renaissance, is that a good thing? I say no, because it's based on materialism, which is antichrist. So no, a Renaissance. No, I'm against it. We don't need a Renaissance or more. We don't need more materialism. Okay, this—I'm going to go through the portals to these other dimensions in space. That's the whole point of crazed house movies. We're talking about all those things that people want. We're—we're going there. I'm—I—I can go through these portals. I can tell you what's there. Nothing. Whatever you want to be there is there. It, it's really, really weird. It's kind of subjective, but yes, there's all this. Stuff in Antarctica and all these things, and an adventure that humans have been cut out of. And if they could just get this yoke of slavery and these evil lizards off of us, we could then expand to the stars and have a renaissance and have a a wonderful life. No such thing. All those beings in all these other dimensions and everything. They're wondering how they can get in here so they can experience this while you're thinking about getting out there. So that's, that's a little bit of a problem, I think. And um, so now it all comes down to satisfaction. What will make you happy enough to be able to exist in your skin? What will do it for you so you can finally relax have a little cigarette or something out in the you know nature and taking the sun and the leaves. This time of year, they're falling and turning, and there's lots of leaves blowing around and the change of the seasons and the things that are going on. What would it make you? Would make you able to like experience just it what it is now? I can tell you, it, you have to be separated from the materialistic push toward things like renaissances, fixing the country, getting it back the way it used to be. It's never going to go back the way it used to be. You can forget that one. Unless you're just, you know, insane, and then you just want to repeat the same thing over and over. But I mean, if you're sane, you realize we've, we've, we've crossed a line, don't you see? We're now in the, in the realm of death, we're no longer in the realm of the living. We've crossed a line. And there's no going back. And we did it willingly. It's not that the globalists, whoever uh, they are. You know, we know who they are. They've, it's not like the trillionaire class pushed us into it. We all went together. And then we found that beyond the little illusion that we built for ourselves, there was nothing there is a need to build another illusion just like, you know, Mickey Mouse when he, when Mickey was good, before you know, all the weird sex was going on, you know, before all that. When you know, leave it to Beaver and football games and concert Elvis Presley. Now I can talk to angels and beings from other worlds, and the, you know, just the fact that they would be here rather than there, kind of shows you something. Why are you here? Because this is what's going on—the fight for the man's soul. So that's what's going on. It's a fight for every man's soul. Every woman, every man, every child, everything that has a soul, it's a fight for that soul. Why? Because if you control that, you get to play God. Then what's it beyond that? Well, beyond that, it's, it's um, basically a birthing process because death is birth. Death is birth. We're not born yet. We're, we're born when we die. And then we go. Uh, then we're born into a situation, whatever that is, whatever it needs to be, whatever God needs it to be and but it doesn't matter to us because we don't care anymore. We don't have a goal. <laughs> You're just waiting for me to talk so you can say something. Okay. You've been pretty good. Yeah. Well, I can't explain exactly the attack that's going on right now, but I uh, you know, probably responsible for this talk, but I can tell you this. This attack is like, you know, It's it's like a scrambling mind thing, you know. It's like everything's confused and scrambled, you know. And just like like disorderly and, you know, chaotic and and jumping around. And there's nothing specific, you know, in the world I can say, well, this happened or this happened. It's just this general thing. And usually following that comes, you know. Why? Um, Because I got on the radar, I guess, you know. Eventually, you know, I was writing and doing things and, um, you know, free – being a free person um having no real filter no no real you know glib speak um, you know they tend to frown on you know they you know it's not like I'm doing any damage though you know, not like um you know the guys the patriot- the patriot damage you know you know calling the government you know the enemy and um, you know, the government's the problem and that they're all corrupt and then, you know, we have to fight back to get the country back. That paradigm, they worry more about that because that directly affects their jobs, you know, their 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 lifestyle. In other words, they want to get rid of the FBI and all these, you know, things so that they can move in and take over and have a renaissance, you know, and have a country the way it's supposed to be. And I understand that sentiment. I really do. I Honestly, I do. I'm t- totally, uh, you know... Uh, I'm understanding that that's a that's a that people would love to have a country, you know, that's just normal, you know, that's just semi-normal. People don't have to be perfect, but you know, just you know, it looks like rain or something today. Isn't that wonderful? I, I thought about that last night. But um, I feel like I have figured everything out, you know, to the end. Everything that God would allow me to figure out, because I can't, I can't go into, you know, the multidimensional thinking that God does is way above our level, you know. But I mean, it's, God has shown me the end and the beginning, and the whole, the whole game, the whole deal, the whole, the whole thing. And I think you say, well, what's God's purpose in it? God's purpose in, in a lot of this is it is a test of loyalty. As we began, I should really call this loyalty because, you know. God doesn't like to be abandoned when it's not convenient. And people say, oh, "Oh, yeah, you know, they're you know room of atheists, and you don't, and you say you don't believe in God, even though you do." It, it's it's it, that's, it. Really comes down to that. It's God has a side of Him that's very human, very you know, like very normal. That you know, I like loyalty. I don't like disloyalty. I want people to love me. I don't want them to be fake and hypocritical and say they love me when they don't. Jesus was adamant with Peter, trying to get Peter to repent. He said, you know, do you love me? And Peter's repeating three times, I love you, Lord. Who am I that you love? You're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. And that's kind of like the pinnacle before Jesus gets crucified. I mean, it gets up to that point, you know. It comes down to a point of loyalty in all, all the Gospels. It comes down to a point of loyalty in all the Old Testament, i.e., the golden calf versus Moses and Aaron, um, you know, uh, leading to the promised land of, of Abraham's vision. It, it comes down to loyalty in Babylon, you know, who's carted off to Babylon, who's replaced and a lot of people say, well, that happened a long time ago in Babylon, but it's not going to happen. Well, it's happening here because people are being replaced as a part of the, because they're disloyal. When you have a disloyal people in your factory or your business, you, you have to get rid of them. If they're going to stab you in the, you know, they might be nice you want to take care of them and then they stab you in the back and sure you can forgive them, but you can't have them in the company because they'll, they'll bring the company down. I believe, and when you run a company, you have to, you know, run it, you know, with God intact in, in, in for all decisions. But, but you've got to be very strong and resolute that you're not going to step over that line that you say other people shouldn't step over. And that becomes then a test of loyalty. Will you stick to your principles? A good example was, uh, you know, I had a um, chance to get a, um, more of a name actor in 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 uh, um, the Quantum Devil, but we'd already made a deal and given this one actor, this great great actor, is the okay. The British fellow, you know, the, the, the Cerno. and then it turned about that there was a you know now something else fell through for this other guy, and he was you know fe- he could have meant a big difference on our bottom line, and. But we had made a deal already, you see. And there's, you know, a couple of guys who are saying, well, of course, you just go with a better deal, they're telling me. And me being the CEO, I had to make the call. And I said, no, absolutely not. We're sticking, we made a deal. We're going to stick with that deal. And that's it. That might mean less money. And that might mean less, less exposure and less success. But we made the deal. Once you start breaking that, so I stuck with that. And I said, no, absolutely not. We're not going to go to this sort of you know, better-named guy. We're going to stick with our plan. We're going to be honest. We're going to have integrity. We're, going to, you know, we're not crossing that line. And we did not cross that line. And um, we might make a case that, well, we've been suffering with that ever since because we needed that guy. Well, Well, maybe, you know, and maybe not. But let's see how it works out. The other thing is, you know, like on, on our feature Girl Next, um, you know, that was supposed to die and be buried and then no one ever talk about it again. And it's it, the last uh, uh, check came in for royalties and it, uh, it had tripled the revenue coming in just now, even though it's been out two years, tripled since the last distro. And why is that? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's if you operate that way, with some integrity, maybe some good things happen that, that, that you know, you can't really quantify. You can't really find out the reason, but, you know, at least we can, you know, go to sleep, not, you know, realize we didn't screw somebody. I mean, how hard is it? If you've been told you've got the part and that's what you do for a living... And then, all of a sudden you get a phone call, well, you're not going to be in it because this other guy has got a better name value in the uh you know commercially, so we're, we're, you know he, he said yes, and even I know it 's after we said yes to you, but we're going to go with him okay, I don't know that I could live with that, and so they say, well, then you 're not going to go very far in this business because the whole business is cutthroat like that, and I'm saying, well, that doesn't mean I have to be I said that's our policy at Crazed House. We do not double cross people we don't screw people. You know, just because it might be a little, a little bit better, you know, a little petty, let's have a little petty desire to, oh, maybe a few more dollars. But what about your soul? You know, what about all the bad karma you bring about? What about, you know, reap what you sow, God is not mocked. What about the fact that down the road some bad things happen because maybe you should have stuck to the truth. So I don't want to be in that situation. So I've, I'm bringing some wisdom to bear on this situation and my leadership, and hopefully it will continue. I'm sure it will with Larry, because he and I are on the same page on that. And we made that decision. And I'm thrilled with it, because our man that plays Neil Dixon, that plays Cerno, is a wonderful actor. So I'm happy, happy, happy. And the rollout of it was tremendous. If you Google the quantum devil right now that just came out, you'll see the almost endless Google entries, you know what I mean, or any search engine. It's, you know, all this, uh, you know, little ads and things we've done, and we've done our own advertising and everything else, our own graphics, everything. And it's, uh it really, really made a big difference, especially dealing with certain people like Scream Magazine in the UK and Fangoria and some of these other ones. And, and uh, you know, Hulu has been a big help. And, um, you know, we've just, uh, you know, learned a lot about... Uh, you know, that, that you, know, you can hire these publicists and they don't do shit. You, you start finding with social media and different things and deals people can offer you. You do it yourselves in-house. You can clean up with ads. You can, I mean, I've never really seen this many entries for a film. I mean, this, it's all over the net. Now, it doesn't mean everyone's going to like it. And of course, you know, they're divided. I don't really care because uh, that's the movie I wanted to make, so I'm happy, and if they're not, that's their problem. You know, if 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 the name of the game is to shame us out of making more movies, they can go fuck themselves because we're going to keep going <laughs> because that's what we do, and we and you know, and and everyone we do is the best the best we can do at that point. And uh, so so there's you know, and now, like on Girl Next, which was just like looked at in the beginning, it was just laughed at because it was so far ahead of its time. And now now we have you know people um, you know throwing, going to throw money at us to do the sequel and things like that in Europe and, um, you know, people that, you know, want to see a series and they're, they're, they're starting to get on to what we're doing, you know, with this quartet thing. So, you know, that too is born of, you know, the, the, the artistry that's been, you know, people that have been around have done stories, been doing things in, in the arts, have been honing their craft for a long, long time and, and are well practiced and deserved and ready to go in terms of you know, bringing that, that next shocking uh, episode of Girl Next or whatever, which would be you know, shocking, being that she's an assassin. We know that much. And I think it's very terribly interesting that we, we don't really know completely who the character is, but we're, we know she goes through the Quantum Quartet, but we, we, you know, we'd love to see a, a series about her so we can learn who she is. And the bigger question I have is, is she a clone or not? It's, it's, and, and what does that mean exactly? And delving into that issue. So there's loads and loads of things to delve into. But see, like, just like I'm doing with a novel, you know, to, to read my novel, which is even more cutting edge than Girl Next in a sense, you have to understand reality to a certain extent that we're in a spiritual war. And if you don't understand that, then, you'll, then it won't make sense. It'll be, you know, squelched. People, they see things, they hear things, they feel things in their, in their spiritual battles. And they never mention them in their books or their fictions because uh, it's just not done. How about just a topic like casual abuse in the hospital? you know um great opportunity for for you know sexual abuse and satanic ritual abuse and... oh yeah it goes on all all the time but nobody reports it cuz it's like under the guise of medicine and you know it's you know, did that really happen and you know it's they try to disguise it but uh, yeah there's a bunch of perverts in there sure you know, people that are, you know, predators that, you know, are looking for, you know, patients are weak and they, you know, they let you do things to them. So to understand that my fiction regarding, and I'm not even talking about the hospital. My story is about um, being played by God's angels and then and then dealing with these witches and a psychiatrist that's the, the head of everything that is trying to program me me, my character, to do something terrible, and uh, right now I find myself being locked in a cleaning closet somewhere in the hospital, and I don't know where I am, so that's kind of where that's, you know, right, intriguing, right, what's going to happen, well, what's going to happen is, it's, you know, you can tell what's going to happen, it's going to go full apocalypse, it's going to go full bloodbath, you can tell, it's just, it, it just the bow can't hold, it's going to break. I'm going to break. It's going to break. It's all going to break. And prophetically, the world's going to break during the same time. So here we are, you know, coming up on the holidays. Everyone's been hit with a new COVID thing. Some people are recovering. I feel like I'm recovering. But I still have a throat issue better than I was. I'm, you know, not taking the, you know, corticosteroids in my lungs to breathe or, you know, you know, I'm not hitting the ibuprofen so hard. I'm not, you know, kind of off the Zelenko gummies and coming down on the other side with a pretty tough immune system now. But I counted five components to this virus. One is a kind of a, a, um, one component is a um, interesting, It's uh, it's a stomach flu, an intestinal flu but it doesn't get get completely going. And some people it does, but some people it doesn't. It comes for a little while that's a head cold, you know, sinus, head, nose. Then not a throat if that, but then the throat lung feature, that's separate, that becomes a thing where the head cold kind of goes away and the lung thing takes over. Okay, there's um, you know, weakness and tiredness in the beginning, which is typical of a flu. And, and then after the lung thing is clearing up, if, if you get through, the, you, know, you know, the way to avoid the cytokine storm for me is I'm taking ivervectin, I'm taking hydroxychloroquine, I'm taking azithromycin, I'm taking all kinds of A, D, C, zinc, quercetin, and all that stuff, you know, to try to avoid the cytokine storm, which we just barely avoid. Then after that clears up, there's a throat kicker. There's something, it, I think this is the the venom, this the final fifth, the fifth component, or fourth, fourth or fifth, is there's a throat grabby kind of thing just below the throat and above the lungs that that tends to try to squeeze that right there and, and hang on and create mucus around it and it's just this constant needing to clear the throat to talk. It kind of produces like a, a feeling, of like a little bronchitis or something where you, your voice is raspy, and and that's the last piece of it. And they go in sequence. You know, they go in an exact sequence. It's it's cold, um, It's um, then flu, slight flu, then lungs, and then throat, and then out. So it's four, four major components, but there's, you know, other subtleties in it. And so a normal cold would be you get a head cold, kind of, you know, clear... Goes if it does go in the lungs, it just it clears up then and it's over. Okay, so this is that, and then the the lung thing and the head thing are both separate in this one, uh, which is interesting. And then you know it finally goes to um, it develops into a um, you know a, a this lung you know clearing throat all that and it, it hangs on at that. Uh, just below the uh, vocal diaphragm, just below the uh, larynx in that area, it h- kind of hangs on there trying to squeeze that. That's your windpipe. And uh, it doesn't, it, it, you know, I've taken nothing for it today. And I'm almost getting through it. So it's, I'm, you know, I tend to want to wanna take no drugs. You know what I mean? Because then, then that's a real test of how you're doing. And then if you need them again, you know, maybe hit them again, but I'm just, you know, hit it with everything and then uh, coming out the other side. And uh, that holds on and that lingers and that actually will come back in the afternoon, go away, make you think it's gone in the morning when you wake up. And then slowly it comes back, it's kind of back and forth, but you can cope with it. That's the last piece. It's like a hanger honor. And uh, everybody I've talked to has that, that hanger honor thing. And but I think once you're done with that, I think your immune system is going to be as tough as, as you know, with all this, you're going to be like <laughs> superman. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. But see, the mistake that they made was number one in the, in the sciences. They should never have made it sequencing. They're, they're sequencing these, these events in you. And the, 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 they, they don't need to do it that way. So you get one, and then you have another component, and then you have another, and then you have another. It kicks in, then this kicks in, then this kicks in, and then that kicks in in a linear format. They should have never done it that way. They should have you know, blended this stuff so it all would happen immediately and at once, which I probably thought they were going to get that, but they got this. So because of this sequencing that happens, this, this one, then this, then this, then this kind of uh, progression that occurs, uh, people are able to uh, weather the storm a lot easier that way, because they're they're not going to go for the, uh, you know, the breathing thing only, they're not going to go for the cold thing only, they're going to go for a, a, a complex of things, they're going to deal with all of it, and uh, eventually kick it out through antibiotics and other things, and, um, but the people that have had, you know, the jab, and the people that have, that are not prepared to protect themselves, that are just kind of, like, that I handle it with like over-the-counter cold medication and stuff like that, like, you know, Zycam or whatever. They're in for a rude awakening, man. This thing will, you know, uh, this thing that we've just gone through, a lot of us have had it, and I was in Texas when I caught it, so it's like, you know, Texas is, you know, one of the areas they really, they go after. One reason for Texas is because it's very tropical, especially in Houston. So I caught it down there, and a lot of people were coughing down there. And then you know, brought it here and, you know, don't seem to be contagious. And no one is contagious, really. It jumps around. <laughs> that's another feature. It's really a, more of a frequency weapon than it is anything else. It's kind of, you know, we're being hit by frequencies that are triggering some of this stuff, too. Anyway, it goes in sequence, and they shouldn't, it, that's not the way to do it. Um, so it's, it's not the, I think the deadly, this is the one Bill Gates said, they'll get their attention this time. Well, no, it's not going to get my attention, Gates but it will maybe be stronger against one if you decide to send another one. I don't think they're going to go into I think this was the one they were really counting on, and they're going to wait and see it play out through December, and January, February. And, you know, they've already masked up everybody in San Francisco, and they're going to try to spread that mask around, you know, lock things down and all that, but I, I do believe they will fail, completely, utterly fail. Gates is already failing. The fact that he's, um, you know, celebrated by the world is it just shows the absolute you know, uh, idiocy of the world I mean the absolute idiocy of these people the, you know the, the, these journalists oh yes and, oh you don't plant trees and uh, no I don't plant trees they're evil and, and then the crowd goes yay I mean you know are these people what is the point of them breathing so we can both get to the point of extermination I can say well three quarters of the world they're useless exterminate them not bad an eye could easily do. This. I could easily become a monster like them if I adopted that attitude. I mean, if I really didn't want to delve into it any further than that. Look at them clapping for Gates. Kill them. You know what I mean? They're, they're obviously they're um, you know they're they're just window dressing. They're not even humans. They don't care. They don't matter. You know what I mean? It's like, give me your children. Okay, here. You know, <laughs> give me your balls. Okay, here. <laughs> you know, it's like, cool. How about some arms and legs? Okay, here. And so as long as it's like that and people are that stupid, I mean, there's no point in, what are we doing here? I could easily make another plea to God and say, God, I know there's really this rapture thing is evil and getting out, but you know, really, I don't seem to have a purpose here, so please take me away. I don't mean to be arrogant and say that I'm smart and everybody, but just, you know, you've shown me, because I'm not smart. It's, he shows me, because I don't block him See, if I blocked him, I'd just be spouting, I'd just be talking politics right now, right? Like everybody else who blocks God. If you block God, you talk, yeah, you say you're a Christian, then you talk politics. That's blocking God. One more time. No, no I, I did say that. Blocking God. You say you believe in God, you believe in Jesus, but you talk politics, blocking God. <laughs> no, it, all you talk is politics is what I mean. If you're with God, you want to know all these things about God and the Spirit and where you're going and what life is, what death is, what do you think God's doing, all these questions and prophecy, and you're all absorbed in all that, and it just takes up all your time. Politics doesn't have time then. And when you're inquiring about God and wondering, and you say, Lord, let us pray. In Jesus' name, I pray that we all get to know you, Lord, that you take over all our lives and lead us to the promised land of of, of of the, the the very beginning dream of the promised land of milk and honey. Please lead us there, Lord, and we'll go with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe that prayer, that the Lord is leading us to just that very thing. And I believe people make mistakes, and they stumble, and then they get back on track, and that, you know, eventually we get there. I've done nothing but fall and get up and fall and get up and fall and get up. I mean, so I'm in that same category. No one's saying that, you know, anybody is superior here. Except, except the, this idea that you don't exist is not tolerable to me. And that might be an ego problem of mine. I shouldn't matter whether I exist or not. But, you know, exist in the minds of other people. I don't exist because you can't accept what I'm saying. You can't even consider it, so I, therefore I don't exist. You you know it's 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 tainted in the the, the fiction no, it's the fictions the uh, the fiction listen, my fiction goes forever. Their fiction dies after three months. Which one is more real? Oh well, I don't know, okay, so in other words, we have a little got a little something to sort out. you got some things you got to think about, I think. It's going to come down, again, to what we talked about in the beginning. It's going to come down to loyalty. And uh, that's really what the test is all about, loyalty. That's what this whole thing is all about, loyalty. And, you know, the loyal go here, the disloyal go there, right? Never the twain shall meet, you know, separate. When you wake up one morning and you're in trouble and there's no one around you, you understand that you've, you've you had no loyal people around you. You didn't have friends, you never did. But it's okay. You've got you know what what oh you got everything you need anyway. I think that. Uh, a good time to think about God is in the wee hours of the morning. You know, when you're lying in bed and you're worried about all these things and maybe you're worried about your mortgage or your bills or anything like that and it's hard to just turn over those concerns to the Lord and then be happy that he'll take care of them for you. It just seems a little too easy. But, (coughs) honestly... To those people that are pure-hearted enough to do that, they win. They're always taken care of, and I've seen it. To the people that are skeptical, they lose because they are desperate for the money to pay their bills, but they just somehow block it with their worrying and their materialism and their, their thing. They're not really just... There's something blocking them from the Lord, and the Lord wants to remove all those blocks. He doesn't want you to worry about money or anything else, or health, I, 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 how about me? I could really be obsessing on health right now. So, to where it's like, health, 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 I mean, nothing else, you know, you know, and just really just making a big deal after surviving a, a near-death accident, you know. But I didn't, because I don't need to. Because if I die now, it's okay. Doesn't matter, death is nothing. I mean, I don't get to see you guys, you know talk to you and bother you make you mad at me but uh it's okay it's no sin in dying okay i mean unless you're going to take your life and then that's all other discussion but i mean in in general there's no sin in dying and when people are weak and they they drink themselves to death and they 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 become addicts and they've you know, they die that way and all that. There's no real sin in that either. People are weak and they got problems. They're working on it. They didn't get it. They didn't finish it. They, they had problems and they did the best they could and that's what they wanted. It's okay. It's okay. Just go ahead and die. It's okay. I can tell you it's okay. I can tell you that I've seen it and it's okay. And it's nothing to uh, worry about. Okay, now how about this one? Um, I don't know how much longer it's going to be. I better put myself up in, in warp drive to get everything done so I can, so I can die peacefully. No, that's another mistake. Just, just my opinion here, but uh, that's a lot of wasted time. Just let it flow. Let it flow. Give, give place for God. You know, you don't need to, you know, just think about it. You're not chasing skirts around anymore. You're not chasing money around anymore, really, you know, the way you were. You're not looking to be a rock star. You don't need to be in a band. You don't need to be doing what I'm doing, writing and different things, because that usually has an expectation of some kind of stardom down the road, which I don't have. I'm more happy to be someone that bugs people. There's a bee in someone's bonnet, <laughs> But uh, becoming obsessed with getting things accomplished so that you can die. I've got to take care of so-and-so, so before I die, my kids, you know, make sure they're believe me, your kids don't care about you, okay? They, they don't they, They're busy. They don't want you to be a burden. They don't want you to move in with them. They'd rather have you at the old folks' home. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this already. I'm already seeing this kind of thing. People helping me across the street and whatnot. Especially when I had my cane. Now, I have a bunch of canes now. I got canes with, like, swords in them now, you know, for protection. <laughs> I do. I've got one that's really workable. I need a better um, uh, thing on the bottom, a better kind of gripper thing, you know. Uh, but, it. Uh, yeah, you pull a sword out and it's sharp on both edges, you know, up and down. So it's geared for, you know. Stabbing people. Well, God forbid I ever have to use it. But I mean, you got of have. You know, they see an old man nowadays; they they just think, oh, it's. A, they think it's fun to cut down the old man. You know, you know, old woman just run her over with a the car. They think that's funny nowadays. So there's no, you know, there there isn't this, you know, kind of mentality. Oh, they're old. Leave them alone. They're no threat. You know, no, no, they're old. They're old. That's, oh God, they're easy. Just kick them off the bus. They'll go face down to the pavement. Ah ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha. Very funny. Then you know, the DA, don't worry, the DA let me out in three months. It's okay. There'll be no punishment. It's okay. So anyway, so those are just um, some of the things to watch out for. So if you're a senior citizen, um, you really have to understand, and the kids today are programmed to not listen to anything you say. right? I mean, because everything you say is, you know, from the boomer perspective or the white man or this or that, or toxic masculinity, or some kind of thing, and they've been trained by their professors who know nothing but uh, pretend they do uh, to to not listen to anyone but them. And all they're told to do is march all day. You know what I mean about whatever subject there is, and complain and cry and scream. And uh, that's basically it. what is my wussy song. Wussy, come on, man. They, we don't have men like we used to have. What is that? It's a gorilla. No, that's a real man from World War II. What do you think? Oh, God. Where is that song? I'm going to find it. Now that you've got me intrigued, uh, let's see if it exists. Uh, I don't see it. says We'll have to search the El Cloud. Let's see what it says. Uh... No, It doesn't say anything, but I can go further into the cloud drive. Um, I'll be coming up with another, you know, more tracks. I'm kind of getting into it. But I've had to, you know, I've had a lot on my plate. I've had a lot of work to do in a lot of different areas, so it's hard to sit down and write, create things when you've got a bunch of busy stuff to do. And um, But it'll all get done. <coughs> Wussy. That was a Rich Keltner track. And we, you know, it, it's not bad, you know, it's, it's, it's like, like a lot of my material and, and Richard's been showing, it's really been, um, you know, satire, you know, satire, humor, you know, for the death report. It's never really been for, you know, public consumption. Although I may, we, we're going to publish, uh, our two track, the girl next soundtrack is exquisite. It's unbelievable. You got to have that. You got to download, you got to get that. We're going to have that and the Quantum Devil one and my favorite, The Dark Side of Society, will also be, all three will be published eventually and on the on the website, crazedhouse.com. Just keep checking back for that. Those are um, Colin uh, uh, McGinnis uh, uh, composed things and it's just like, it's the best. He's the best. He's the best I know of in the, in the world today. And, you know, he's he's crazed house all the way. You know, so it's, it's like having, you know, like Beethoven, you know, in your, hey, Ludwig, I need a little cue for this, (laughs) but uh, I'm trying to find it. I was, I wonder where did it go? Where did it go? My goodness. Okay. I think I, I'm thinking I'm onto it now. No. Well, I know it's on, it was on SoundCloud somewhere, but I, let's, let's check that. I know I always get into this toward the end, I know, where I just start creating dead air. And it doesn't matter. This is, you know, the, I, I don't think I have any aspiration to doing a professional podcast. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm just here to help us get down the road together, you know. If you're in my... Somebody... okay. Somebody mixed something for me. And they put Larry Fink in a toilet. All right, let me see that. Who mixed this? Who did this? 26 tracks. Is that Larry Fink? Who made this? Oh, Okay, okay, this is... Okay, There's, uh, all my friends, yeah, people I follow. Okay, Layers of that's, yeah, okay, uh, you guys. Colin McGinnis is in there. Look. Oh, cool. Someone made a toilet head mix. It's got all kinds of podcasts in it. And oh, me. It's got uh, Dave Smith. It's got, uh, let's see, Destroying the Cane. It's got Ancient Inheritance. It's got all kinds of, like, you know, um, yeah yeah, yeah 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 john okay i just found it it was just right here but what i'm looking for now is uh the track of wussy Whooshy. and it, it's I, on youtube Pia said it is yeah i don't see. i don't really see it uh there's nothing wrong with wussy you just got to call it when you see it it's just that the the young generation today that's influenced by the professors, you guys could be so much better. I'm watching this this trans you know woman, you know, guy, you know, and he's really, really angry. And or she and 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 she does um you know, as a friend on uh you know, a young person, uh very young, on um X, you know, Twitter. c we'll just call it X from now on. And um you know, was talking about being harassed by, it. this is the harassment. I saw these cisgender males and they were, you know, they were walking down the street. They looked at me with their bleeding out their privileged eyeballs and they called me a little faggot or something else. And I really let them have it. Now, what? What? And I felt like chiming in saying, son, you have not suffered yet or daughter, whatever you want to be. Okay, you, you don't know yet. But in that world, I realized that's the whole world. It's him against the cisgendered, privileged white people, and he's Lily White himself, or she, and goes by she, by Sheila or whatever, or or Sophie or I don't know whatever name. And um, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I'm just like of uh, people's choices, but I'm just saying that that the, the, the thing that it was so. Uh, amazing was how little of a thing got this guy butt hurt and out of his mind. You know what I mean? And when I'm thinking about you know murder and being really harassed, gang stalked, and all that. I mean, this guy's got like someone looked at him the wrong way. There were the fact that they're these cisgender white people that exist with privilege. We've got to get them. And he, basically, I, I asked him, "Do you want to kill them? Would you like to, to maybe pre-kill them before they can call you a faggot?" well, what would you like to do? And, you know, and, and this programming that he's got, I mean, it's like with all the things in the world, this is this little sub world that he's got going. And it's not just him. It's all these transgenders. And they think it's all about, you know, they've been told about this big, bad cisgender white man that's going to come get him. And so we have to get them all of them with privilege and, and join Black Lives Matter and, and kill all the whites that are not trans and not, Gays, if they're just hetero whites, then they are a threat to the whole of humanity, and they must be eliminated. <laughs> and I didn't know what to say, so I just have to like, you know, you know, if I want this guy's little friend of mine, I have to, I have to kind of, you know, I had to say, I have to coddle him a bit, you know, kind of. I don't know. You know, how to break him out of his programming. What do you do? I don't know whether that means he'll, he'll be trans or not. I don't know anything. I just know that, you know, that the biggest thing you've got going is these evil cisgender white privileged males looking at you the wrong way because you're a, a trans and wanting to call you a little faggot or whatever. If that's your universe, then, oh, my God, you're missing, you know, like, you know, nine-tenths of what's going on. You know, that we're, you, you could see... That, you know that we would be you know he and I would have something in common in having a whole bunch of en- enemies out there because I'm I'm assuming this guy's more you know less well I don't know what he is his product I guess he's a product of uh it, It's in the DCP playlist on uh, the PHL that she played. Okay well let me look over here to the DCP mm, oh I see it uh, I see it, I don't see it here. Well, P has got it. Let's go ahead and, and get, you know, Pia's version. I don't, I just want an audio version now. I can't, right, because I can't play the video, though. So, uh, let's see. Well, uh, how about the song we did, uh, Take Your Mask Off? Well, all I really want to do is take your... That was fairly prescient, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can get that one. Uh, so this was well before COVID. And um, it's just a silly, stupid song. But I'm going to, you know... But see, all I do are silly songs. You know what I mean, I'm, I'm, I am I don't do songs like oh i want to be like a rock star just do them like uh-oh i gotta turn this off i got oh no it's playing but you can't hear it can you hold on now yeah now rich rich had made some great tracks Jeez, great job let me see if i can now i got this let me put it in my playlist And then, you know, away we go, theoretically. There it is. There it is. Okay, I'm going to play this, but I'll I'll be back because I'm, you know, I'm just a glutton for punishment. All I really want to do Take your mask off It's supposed to be humorous, folks. (laughs) Big sound, huh? That's a good mix, baby. Of lies. You've done well building your house of lies Understand Understand. Yeah Is what you get? never played this when uh, the masks were going, we should have oh, really oh, really see. before the world that you don't know of. yeah that's true don't know about that world. All I really do, okay. take your mask now you're beginning to understand. <laughs> oh, how silly and stupid that is. But anyway, um, that was fun though, right? It, we should have played that during the COVID thing, during the mask thing, but we didn't. It just kind of sat there and now it sounds good because... All my all, the things I'm involved in, they all sound better five years later. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Anything, and it goes up from there. But um, it's yeah, we should have we should have had that during the mass thing. But anyway, we didn't. And it, it's a it's a funny song, and it's it's it could be layered with a lot more stuff. But it's uh, uh it's uh, got a little a good little hook in it. You know what I mean? I'm not sure it follows through, but it's uh. It, I love silly too, you know, things that are kind of funny and fun, and that's sort of a fun song, and um, you know, and a big big mix on that, big big master, big thick, you know, drum thing going, and uh, all that's a matter of mixing, as you know. So the okay, so, so these are the things I'm wrestling with. I mean, like what I mentioned today that my observations about loyalty and about, um, you know, just, just the fact of life that when people have trouble, it's like, uh, a lot of, you know, fair weather friends disappear. And, you know, God was really obsessing with that during the time of Jesus when, you know, even Peter would disappear and act like he didn't know him, you know? And this is, uh, I've, I've had people actually take my name like off a project, uh, you know, and, and, and present it, you know, with the idea that they're going to put my name back later so they wouldn't get like immediately nixed, and and you know and I, I never admitted how much that hurt me. That really hurt, you know, when that happened. And um, you know that, that this would because, you know, maybe my reputation wasn't so good because of you know things that happened and things that happened in L.A. and um, you know the, the you know and it doesn't really matter whether you have a good reputation or bad. What matters is that you're not toxic. You're not radioactive because if you are, then they scatter, you know, and then God is saying, but that's why we're here, to undergo that test. Will you stick with the truth when there's all every pressure to get out of there, act like you don't know, you know, act like you're with them, not the truth. See what I mean? You know, now you're like them. And then when that happens, then you lose the whole walk with the Lord. You lose Jesus. You lose the Holy Spirit. You gain the Holy Spirit when you stand up but you lose it when you sit down, you know. You know that's true. So I guess that's what we're really talking about today, you know, um loyalty and the the point of life. That's why I would say like on the rapture and how that's divided, if it divides like that, throw it out. You don't even if the rapture is true, you don't need to think about it because it's materialistic or antichrist. Is you know that the material world is the first world and that escaping is you know a physical thing and that that's what you really have to do and that's what you want to do and if that's what you want to do then you're obviously you failed god anyway you've all, already been disloyal see what i mean you see that trap and that's the trap with you know fixing the world that's the trap with forming another democracy that's the trap with you know it's we're just going to repeat the same thing we did before this is when stephen king was excellent on the top of his game and he wrote the stand he imagined that very thing that that you know now that we're reforming the united states again we're going to make the same mistakes with democracy and voting and corruption and yeah why wouldn't it be the same mistake but now the loyalty test with god that's a real thing and and that you know um then then what do you do when people are not loyal to you and they go, well, I, please forgive me. I mean, I was under a lot of pressure. I, I couldn't, you know. Well, you can't totally trust that person. I mean, you can kind of trust them at arm's length, but don't expect them to be there when the times get rough. You know, the, that's, that, that category is reserved for your special friends that you know will back you up. And... um so I think that's one of the themes today, and I think the other one is uh, about the arts. You know what I mean? That, that we really don't need, you know, just like you know the uh, Tina Turner song. We don't need another hero. We don't need another, you know, flawed character that saves the day and redeems himself and saves the the the, the, the girl. We don't need that. We don't need the artifice. We need people that are going to break through. Help us to come to the light to the truth to the to anything anything the idea of coddling ourselves in this in you know worshiping this reality as real first of all, number one tenet if we think this is real, we are disloyal to God, but the idea that we massage ourselves into into living it because we're here, we might as well live it right. And then we failed. We failed God. We failed ourselves. We failed our family. We failed our fellow man. We failed everyone. But if we do live, if we do the right thing, then they all hate you. And then they say, they say you failed us. You failed your family. You failed your kids. You failed everyone. So, winning is not necessary. Winning is not part of it. Uh, being politically fine and having people on your side and they'll back you up and they're all good footsie friends on Facebook. Those are fair-weather friends there, folks. They're not going to be there for you when you need them. People on Facebook are isolated from each other anyway. You know that. They they think they're connected with other people, but they're not. They're in their own world. They're being kept in an isolation tank called Facebook. It's an evil little... Place and I'm just I just use it to put up, you know, movie posters and you know the book. Girl Next Book. By the way, go to uh, crazedhouse.com and buy the novelization and get a uh, get a Blu-ray of Girl Next. Get both of them, and and you know if you haven't seen them, and then you know watch the movie and read the book or read the book and watch it. Either way, you're going to get a very deep experience with the two. The two of them is a one-two punch. And you'll get a very interesting experience that way. The very few movies have a a book that was written to go right with them. So you have the book and the movie, boom, together. And that will take more than just an afternoon and it will give you uh, a lot to uh, think about. And it is an escape because you're dealing with people that are just completely out of their minds. And you're watching like a voyeur in a sense. You're being taken on a journey. You're being given an adventure. You are being entertained in a sense. And And at the same time, you're also thinking about stuff. I'm not against entertainment in the sense of... Um, okay, so Indiana Jones, right? But at the end of the day, I feel like that's a two-hour waste because it's really an artificial thing for me to be like a cereal... the back of a cereal box, you know, Superman, whatever, and I, it's not really completely real. Take me on a drama like Death of a Salesman, and it, you know, it's like, oh, God, isn't it an awful world? And then, of course, there's that. I... No, I mean, I, there's a whole other world that we're not even dealing with that is entertaining but also makes you think and thought-provoking. It's kind of aligned with sci-fi, but it's not sci-fi. It's other things, you know. Ah, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. Anyway, I'm hoping to get back to it in the book today. I've, I've, I was kind of knocked off the horse yesterday, and I'm going to... I found that what I one person called boring wasn't boring at all. It was just really establishing, you know, what's where the character is going and where the character is being led to, you know. And if we do a movie of it, you're going to have a guy like, you know, an old guy playing that part of me going through this, but then being used for what? Spiritual abilities. Why does he have to be, you know, the protagonist? So I think that's, what I, that's my world, you know. The rest of it, whatever I'm philosophizing, whatever I'm, whatever I'm talking about today, is I'm getting a lot of this information from my fictional life and from grappling with things in that world Then I bring them here to talk about. You know, I've, I get a lot of insights when you're writing stuff that, that you don't get during the just an everyday cognition of events and things that are going on around you. And really the main purpose of the ZEF report is so that we can cope with this world, knowing all we know about it and still getting through it and, and having, a you know, from time to time, a pretty good time. You know, not, not just being, I just can't stand the people, that every day it's on edge. I, I just can't stand that. Today I've got this beautiful cloud cover coming over. I've got sun coming through the clouds. I've got little splashes of light on the, the few leaves left as we're going into the winter season. And um, we're having a seasonal change, and I love that. And you know, the little animals and the birds are all chirping. They don't know anything's going on, and it's okay. But I couldn't do that if I hadn't worked out this other stuff, which is the material world has to be worked out by God. In other words, we, the material world exists on many dimensions. Right, because it can all flip. Like one day you have money, one day you don't. One day you have this, one day you have that. One day this happens, one day that. There's no continuation of anything. It's just like random events. So therefore, God has to work it out. So that makes it easy. God, please, you know, every time there's any question, I just got to turn it to the Lord. That way, it frees me up to exist. That'd be cool. You know, as far as the Christian moniker of you know, you know, Jesus, it should be on your sleeve. If you're worried that you're, you're, you're you know, say you're, um, you're worried that you're like, let's say you're a prostitute, you know, and you're doing, you know, you're a sex worker, if put it in a, you know, an even nicer word, um, you know, in society, because society makes judgments about that. Um, you, you know, you're still troubled by all these things. You're, you're probably thinking about all these kind of things while you're doing your sex work. Uh, Sex work doesn't mean you're separate over there, you know, that's what what the Christian church would divide you, so the church is not your friend, you know, what can get you through, Jesus, is there to get you through and cares about you specifically, no matter what you're doing, who you are, and you are loved, and, you know, he's your friend, he's going to get you through, and it's within you, and so you needn't be unhappy, if you want to change profession, that's fine. It, it, or not, not, fine. I mean, it, it, none of that's even relevant. What, what I do is nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, doing things, but I mean, it, it, if, if you know, one of my aspirations was to be like a truck driver at one point or a bus driver. Yeah, no, I have a life to drive the big vehicle and see the land and see this, you know, I'm, I have my own bus now. I've got a bus. And then we, you know, we have to monitor it to see, like, if it gets to the point where I maybe shouldn't be driving anymore, you know what I mean? I'm going to have to step down from that. Yeah, that's not a pleasant thing to think about, you know, but, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen if a bus can break down, you can cut a corner too much and kill a bunch of people, you can, you know, there's a million things with a bus, you know, this is like a Greyhound bus, what are you going to do, so... I, you know, and I, I never did that in life. But, I mean, that would have been the fallback position, the truck driver, the lonely truck driver on the road with the CB. And uh, I'm in my own world and my own thing. That would have worked out. It didn't go that way because usually, you know, kids from Beverly Hills don't become truck drivers. <laughs> they become mental patients. <laughs> if they're good, if they're good people. If they're bad people, they just conform uh okay i think we've had uh enough and and you know i'm uh um thank you for putting up with me during this last 24-hour period i've maybe said a few good things today but you know there, are two minutes here two minutes there you have to like pia gives to glean she gleans them and you, she'll put them in a in a uh little kind of a mini Zephyr report on rumble and on youtube and, uh, you look for Z media worldwide w- and you'll see it there. And Z media worldwide, you see it on YouTube and they get posted on Facebook. And so you get a kind of condensed version. And that's probably sometimes a good thing to have like a little library of those, because then, then there's little things I said that really, cause sometimes it takes an hour and a half to get to something, you know what I mean? And this way you can just cut to the chase. If you want to go with me on the hour and a half, uh, processing, um, by all means, jump in. I've always led a life of the mind. You know what I mean? I've always like, been reading books and doing things and grappling and grappling and grappling. So I've, I've, I've got almost 70 years of this experience, you know? And, and really where the storm is right now is in your mind, where the confusion is in your mind, where the pain is right now, it's in your mind. The block of going forward in today's world is in your mind. So I'm trying to work that out, you know, so we can at least come down on top of it, you know, because when you're on top of it, you're all right. When you know a lot of these people are causing you grief aren't worth your, a moment of your time, you know, they haven't worked anything out. They're just being used and moved around the board by people that are behind the scenes do want to get to you. Because even you that feels so lowly and so like nobody cares about you. No one thinks about you. You are just do nothing. And NPC, a zero. Uh, uh, who cares about you? They care about you. Whether, when, no matter what you think about yourself, they're watching you and they're following you and you know they are. Cause it's not, it's really, you know, what you think of the cause you're living in a, you know, material world and you're being very material right now, materialistic. It's what's inside of you they want. You're, you're the real you. And they, if they can get that, oh boy, that's bigger than all the gold in the world. And they can't because you're, you're, you're just, your natural way is, the natural way of human is to be protected from, you know, just being usurped or, if you like, your soul ripped out of your body and taken by somebody else. Or your soul ripped out of your body and someone else jumping in and taking over your body. I mean, that's, that's really what the trade is on the earth. That's, I mean, that's going on 24-7 everywhere. I can't tell you how many people I used to have be as friends and then they became demonically possessed. We can't trust them because when the demon takes over, they they, they, they wreck everything. And also this whole idea of deliverance, it doesn't work unless it's the time to be delivered. And that timing is always God's. I know. But just like you, you want to be a Jesus freak? You think you've got the courage to say the word Jesus, Yeshua, Yehusha, any of those? You think you have the 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 you can say son of God, Messiah, Mashiach? You think you can actually, you know, pray the blood of Jesus onto the situation and then just relax and let it go knowing that your father loves you you are part of this royal priesthood you have inherited all things you are i make all things new you are the alpha and the omega you are the christ you think you can get to that point of peace well not if you don't know it exists if <laughs> you got to know it exists you got to you got to see it You know, I know that wallowing in this nightmare of life of these, you know, every single person being a betrayer, every single person being disloyal, every single person being an NPC character, every single person being hypnotized that and nobody listens to you. And even if they do, they can't hear what you're saying. Because where you're speaking coming from another place, you can say, Hello, how are you? They wouldn't understand that. Two different languages. There's the language of the materialism, language of the spirit. They don't connect. So I could say, I love you, and you could say, I love you, but it means two different things. If your language is rooted down by time, space, problems, situational things, then the world will understand you because you'll be complaining. But if you've... If you've gone to another place, I don't care if you say, you know, the sun is gold, the ocean is blue, the sky is blue, the clouds are pink. It doesn't matter what you say. They won't, they won't hear you, understand? You can stand in front of them, two feet from their face, and they won't see you. You can bore your eyes into theirs, and they won't see you. You can say to your husband or wife, where are you? And they won't see you. You've been separated. And then you ask, how long will this go on? And then the Lord will say to you, do you love this person? Do you care? Or is it just a contest now? There's just never a time there isn't something like that going on. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing, you know, one one of many different things that could happen, but... I don't recognize you, wife, husband, father, mother, Thanksgiving dinner. Who the fuck are you people? What the fuck is this? What are we going to do, pretend to be nice now? Well, it's you people with white privilege who've made all the problems. Oh, yeah, of course. You people that are tree stalks, you've done all the problems. You people that urinate, you've made all the problems. You people that take a shit, you've done all the problems. So what is it, Mom? Going to have a nice Thanksgiving now. Carve the turkey. You want me to carve it? Since I'm the oldest. She isn't that nice, Uncle? Here's your turkey. Would you like a leg? All dark meat, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's nice that Shelley is at Radcliffe, and Junior is over at USC, and you know, and uh, so-and-so's on the football team, and so-and-so's going to be in concert, and you know, we're going to go to the fashion show raising money for the Cancer and Drive, and uh, we've just been really busy, you know, but how, it's good to see you again. How about a round of golf tomorrow? How about I just kill you? Uh Uh-oh, I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. I don't really, you know, I'm not that carnal. I mean, I don't need to actually kill you to kill you, you know. I can just sit here and watch, and you'll kill yourself. How? Um, First of all, by opening your mouth at Thanksgiving, by eating some, you know, by eating cranberries, by, by, um, you know, by by blowing... um, weird kind of clandestine, you know, attempts to, to get at your brother's girlfriend over there. I mean, you know, come on now. You're not fooling anyone. You want want to go get high? Why? This time you get high, you get so paranoid, you're going to hide under the, under the sofa the rest of your life because all these thoughts are going to come get you. You're seen, you're seen, you're seen again, you're seen. They know you, they see you. They see you're a hypocrite. They see you're just lying. You just, there's no integrity. There's no purpose. There's no reason to even breathe anymore. But you're not the kind to get suicidal, I know. So you've got to take it out another way. Either steal something or, you know, you know, uh, you know sleep with your uh, brother's wife or uh, uh, stir something up or do something or say something that would be controversial or cause some kind of trouble or whatever it's going to be. But you've got to do something. You've got to do something. You can't just exist like that, like a hollow nothing. So you got to do something. you got to ground yourself in some way. And you're only going to ground yourself in sin. That's the only way. Either steal something, kill somebody, fuck someone you shouldn't fuck, uh, you know, etc. right? Right on down the line. Or go gay, go straight, go this way, go that way. It just depends how desperate the dire need, how hollow you really are. And that will determine how broad and brash and colorful you become with with all of us scientists observing you. And look at that peacock over there. What's he got? Oh, he's hollow. So he's got to become a big peacock. Yeah. And that'll, that'll make sure that Why? Because he's got to stay in, you know, he's got to have the potential of having lots of sex partners. So the bigger, the more colorful, the plumes, the more possibility of attracting the females, right? But then no one's going to do that because we don't do things like that. Therefore, we have to steal something from somewhere or lie to somebody to ground ourselves. Does that make sense? And I'm out of here. I want to play that song one more time, Spun, because it was, like, so uh, so perfect, so, oh, uh, God. It was a real thing. But, you know, she's old, she's ugly, she's useless, and she's stupid. So why should I even, you know, go in there anymore? Here you go. Uh, no, that's not good. Done. I, I need to make, go make a new song. I need to actually produce a new song. I'd like to produce. Maybe Kelly will help me out. Uh, I've got to do a new song. I've got to do something. And I have a, a book to write, and I've got a lot of other things to do, and I'm just thrilled because I know that I don't have to watch the clock. You know why? Because God is the clock, so I don't. Yeah, I, I don't even like clocks. Here we go. God bless you. There's great advantage Man. in being a slave, right. I see. <laughs> promote, promote the triangle. promote that pyramid. You take advantage of the ignorant and the weak. Always keeping your eyes on the money Taylor Swift to it, right? Your simple control, the idiot. Oh, yeah. Are you a pomp and circumstance? Oh, this is perfect. Nothing. be a curio yeah well in the in the long history of things the pop stars and rock stars will all be little curio dolls and they'll, little their heads will shake and they'll put it on the dashboard of your spaceship you know it be like a you know retro <laughs> yeah yeah the gods and goddesses of today just aren't what they're cracked up to be are they No, they don't have the the majesty of the old Greek gods, do they? (laughs) Okay, we'll see you next time. God bless you, each and every one. Thank you so much for being with me, putting up with my uh, ups and downs, and I appreciate you, and I love you. See you.